0: All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here, age relives fond memories of the past. I'm a real boy! You want thing box? I got 20. thousand years will give you such a prick in the neck. This is the Magic on a Dollar podcast with David Dollar. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast, folks. I am happy to be here once again. I know we took two weeks off. We did. We we were gone two weeks. And so I appreciate you giving me another chance and coming back. I didn't mean to do that, actually. It just happened. Uh, we got really, really busy and some things happened and so on. I lost track of, of time to be able to do the show. And I had a show, but it just wasn't done very well because I kind of threw it together real quick. And I don't want to give you just a crap show. I want to give you something you can listen to and enjoy. And I just didn't feel like you'd enjoy that. And, and I had urging of other people, of friends. They were saying, just throw it out there. It's fine. It's fine. And I just – I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So here we are back again after a couple of weeks, episode number 21 of The Magic on a Dollar Podcast. Folks, I am happy to have you here um, to, to listen, to have you here to listen, to have you, listen, have you here to, to engage. Um, go to dot com. You can find the podcast page there. Click the link at the top of the page, and that will give you all that you need to know about the podcast. You can see show notes if you're interested in previous shows, kind of what they were all about. And kind of you, maybe you're a new listener. You want to go back and listen to some early shows and decide, you know, do I like this? Do I want to listen to more? Then go there. And that's actually how you're going to find out old show stuff. And so uh, once again, I'm happy to have you here. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, at, uh, Disney on a dollar, you can find me on Instagram at magic on a dollar and find me on Facebook, find me on Facebook, Disney on a dollar is where my business page is. And currently we are in the midst of the magical movie madness tournament. We do this every single year. What we do is we basically uh, have a a big bracket of movies. And I think we have something like a hundred and something movies this time. We kind of whittle them down. You vote on them. First, they're in groups of four. On uh, the first couple of rounds, and then group uh, groups of two in the next couple of rounds, all the way until you have a champion. It's your votes that uh, that tell us who your favorite Disney movie is. Um, and I know it's your votes because Beauty and the Beast won the first two years. Little Mermaid took the crown a couple of years ago, and then again last year, Beauty and the Beast won for the third time in four seasons. Personally, I love Beauty and the Beast. It's my favorite animated classic from Disney. I would love to see it lose. I would not have a problem if it did not make the final four this time. Mary Poppins went up against it and lost. Little Mermaid went up against it a few years ago and lost. Beauty of the Beast, that Beauty of the Beast is a monster. It's a juggernaut. So we've got a lot to get to today. A lot of things happening uh at Disney, of course. And we're gonna talk about we're gonna we're gonna talk about the parking fees, the parking stuff. That's been the all the rage of the news that's happened in the last uh last couple of weeks or last couple of days actually it just hit this week. So we're going to talk about that, but we'll get to that. We will get to that. I've got some stuff to share from Universal. I got to go to Universal Studios. I got to see the studios down there. So we'll get to that as well. Um, First, let's get to some news. This is Disney News from around the world. We've got some news coming up here uh, black panther and it, this is interesting for me and i'm kind of i i'm a movie nerd i'm a nerd guy when it comes to movies and so this is a this is really fascinating for me to follow black panther the of course the like 11th or 12th movie 10th movie actually to make over 500 million dollars at the box office it's currently tracking to make close to 600 million dollars i predicted it would stall out somewhere around 560 or 570 no no, no it's at 574 with a chance to be the number one movie for the fifth week in a row. No movie has done that since Avatar in 2009 when it went five or six weeks in a row at number one. So Black Panther is a monster. It's crazy. Um, just to give you some numbers here, the the top six movies Force Awakens with 936 million, Avatar with 760, Titanic at 659, Jurassic Park with 600, I'm sorry, Jurassic World, 652, Marvel's The Avengers from 2012. 623 million Star Wars The Last Jedi 619 million Black Panther closing in on 600 million at 574 now if it gets to 600 chances are it's going to creep on up to Star Wars The Last Jedi knockout number 6 and number 5 and if it gets past 623 million dollars that means Black Panther will be the most profitable or highest money making at the box office Marvel film of all time and that's pretty big with infinity war coming up in a couple of weeks which by the way has been moved from may 4th to april 27th i don't know why they made that move maybe it was a they don't want to release it on may the fourth be with you kind of thing but they pulled it back a week and other movies did the same thing uh, the rock has a uh, rampage coming out and actually it pulled back a week and other movies have adjusted because they don't want to go up against the infinity war they don't they don't want to be a jug to go up against that juggernaut black panther makes 625 million dollars. It's going to be the number 5 movie of all time. And to say that, there's no reason it can't tr- can't end up somewhere around 650. So if it makes 650 million, 660 million, it will be the third highest grossing domestic film of all time. Black Panther, we are watching history in the making. Now, it's not going to get to $760 million where Avatar is, and it's not going to get to Star Wars The Force Awakens $936 million. It's just – it's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. Five weeks in, we can't see that happening. It's not going to make another $220, $230 million. It's just – it's not going to happen. Uh, But Black Panther with a chance to be the number three movie of all time. and that's crazy. That is insane. Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. The water park, one of two water parks down there, they have the Blizzard Beach and the Typhoon Lagoon, will select nights June 21st 1st, through August the 11th. The Typhoon Lagoon After Hours event will allow guests to enjoy all Disney water parks has to offer under the moonlight. Tickets will be $55 for adults and $50 for children from 8 to 11 p.m. Basically, you get to go to the water park at night. I've never been to the water park at night, so having, having the nighttime setting, which should be pretty cool, um, it won't be nearly as hot either, so... So that'll be fun. Walt Disney World announces Easter character appearances and pre parade starting May. I'm sorry, March the 19th. So there'll be some events going on from March the 19th through April 1st, which, of course, Easter is April 1st. The Easter Bunny will greet guests in Town Square Courtyard on March 31st and April 1st, which is Easter Sunday. They'll have a pre-parade making its way down Main Street, USA. The festival celebration features Mr. and Mrs. Easter Bunny, a Daisy Duck, Thumper, Miss Bunny, um, White Rabbit from Alice in Wonderland, Winnie the Pooh and his friend Rabbit, Clara Cluck, and Dancing Hippos and Ostriches from Fantasia. So who doesn't want Dancing Hippos and Ostriches? You should also be able to see the Azalea Trail Maids from Mobile, Alabama. Every year, a group of 50 high school seniors is chosen to be the official ambassadors of the city, and they make their appearances in very floral pastel dresses. The only reason I even know about the Azalea Trail, ma- trail Maids is I dated – a former trail maid when I was in college. She was in college as well. She wasn't a high school senior at the time, just so you know. But she was a trail maid. She showed me pictures and told me all about the event and everything. So that was a lot of fun. But uh, so that will be happening uh, as well. And of course, we'll get to the parking fees in just a minute. I'm kind of scrolling through my notes here. The Epcot International Food and Wine Festival has 75 days of fall fun starting August 30th through November the 12th. This fall is going to have 75 days of entertainment. Events and of course a veritable cornucopia of wonderful food and tasty beverages. This is the twenty third year uh, that's been running going on, um, and it's a it's a great time to go to Epcot because they have food booths all over the place. They have food booths set up everywhere, and of course uh, this show started in the midst of last year's Fall Festival. So you, you heard me talk a little bit about the food and wine festival then. Um, the Epcot uh, the 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 uh, what is it to say the the concert series. Uh, the concert series. Uh, what are they calling it? It is the uh, the Eat to the Beats. Eat to the Beat concert series has 11 new acts for 2017. Um, let me just say a little bit about this. Coming up, starting on the end of August, August 31st, you're going to have Delta Ray, then the Hooters come in, Baja Men, Fuel Starship, starring Mickey Thomas, Lauren Elena from uh, from American Idol, Plain White Tees, Sister Hazel, Air Supply, David Cook, Everclear, Sugar Ray, 38th special. Mark Wills, American author, Christopher Cross will be sailing through Epcot. The Devon Allman Band. I'm assuming that's the Almond Brothers band or whatever with Devon Almond. Whatever. Uh, Dennis DeYoung, the music, the music of Sticks. He's the lead singer of Sticks, but it's just him, so it likely will be Stick. Um, I love that joke, by the way. Taylor Dane, one of my favorite acts from the early '90s. Jeffrey Osborne, postmodern jukebox. If you've never heard postmodern jukebox sing their version of "All About That Bass," stop the podcast right now. Uh, go to YouTube, listen to All About That Bass. It is incredible. It's so great. It's better than the original. Dare I say that? And then come back to this podcast. Or if you need to listen to this podcast first, then go listen to that. That's fine. But make sure you listen to Postmodern Jukebox's version of All About That Bass. And their other stuff, too. Their other stuff is great, but I love their song of that. 10,000 Maniacs will be coming in, in October. Toad the Wet Sprocket, one of my favorite college bands. Kenny G. Don't tell anybody. I, I'm a, I'm a Kenny G fan, and I have, like— seven or eight of his cassettes and, like, three of his CDs. So just don't tell anybody. Let's between you and me, okay? Just between you and me? Yeah. Uh, Billy Ocean, uh, Tiffany, I think we're alone now, Hanson, Blue October, Living Color, Boys to Men, Big Bad, Voodoo Daddy, and Squeeze. Now, they're all coming in for for a couple of days each, so you're not going to be, be able to see a ton of them. But if you go a week at Epcot, you might be able to see three of these acts at different times. They'll be doing different stuff going on there. and They have, of course, dining packages where you can – Eat and have special special seating to the uh, to the concerts and stuff and and so they'll be going all kinds of things at the food and wine festival. You'll have global marketplaces, the concert series we just mentioned, uh, festival center will have things going on. They're going to have cheese seminars, beverage seminars, cooking seminars. Go there, eat cheese, eat food, have beverages. It should be a lot of fun. So that's going to be in the fall. Right now, though, of course, is the uh, the Epcot. Uh, Flower and Garden Show, the International Flower and Garden Festival is happening right now, and they have their own version of the musical acts going on. Night Ranger, Starship is back again, and I guess Starship makes the tour every time because Starship comes back a lot. Uh, Simple Plan, I don't know who Simple Plan is. They're actually performing like right now, like, well, not at this exact moment, but tonight, um, at this recording time, if I flew to Epcot like right now, I would be able to go get in line and see Simple Plan. I don't know who they are. They're singing. Little River Band will be there. The orchestra featuring former members of ELO, uh, Foghat, Survivor, Smash Mouth, Rick Springfield, Jody Messina, Lone Star, Blood Sweat and Tears, Herman's Hermits, Village People, Don Felder of the Eagles, The Guess Who, and The Spinners. They'll all be there this spring for the uh, for the Garden Rocks concert series. Now I'm going to Disney World in a guess what time is it? Friday, so I'm going. I'm going in like ten days. Unfortunately, I will be there during the Little River Band and the orchestra starring members of ELO. Now, that's not to disparage Little River Band. Uh, If you are a LRB fan, I do apologize. If you are an orchestra or ELO fan or somewhere in between, I do apologize. Those are not my favorite bands on this list. I would give anything to be down there during Jody Messina because I'm a big Jody Messina fan. I wouldn't mind seeing Don Felder of the Eagles, and I know they've already come, but Night Ranger would be kind of fun. But I will get to reminisce with the Little River Band and uh, talk about that evil woman with the orchestra, starring four of my members of ELO. Well, that's happening all this spring. Uh, the concert series and, of course, the Flower and Garden Festival is happening with uh, food booths and topiaries and things like that. It's happening all through all through now up until May. Outdoor kitchen. Uh, they'll have events. They have kids stuff, uh, kids events and things like that, and lots and lots of merchandise to purchase. So that's, uh, that's that's your kind of rundown here. I want to say real quick a thank you to a guy named Ricky Briganti. And if you don't know who Ricky Briganti is, he is a dude – about 10, maybe 15 years ago, he started a podcast called Inside the Magic, and it ran every Sunday night. If you notice this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast, you may notice that it this podcast premiered every Sunday for probably the first 16, 17 weeks. I moved it to Tuesday releases, but it came out on Sunday. Um, I wanted to do that because inside the magic was a was a Sunday night podcast, and it came out every Sunday night, sometimes seven ish, seven ish eight ish something like that. I listened to it on my Monday morning commute um five hundred episodes this guy did every single week, even when Christmas fell on a Sunday, he would release a music episode of some sort, had lots of guests, lots of information. Great. I met the guy once. Great guy. Um, Ricky Briganti is stepping away from what he created. He created Inside the Magic, and he is actually going now to do some film stuff. He's actually going to do film production and things like that. So, Ricky, if by some chance you listen to this, good luck to you. Thank you for everything you did. Uh, go find Inside the Magic Podcast on iTunes. It's a great show. And and some of it's topical news. Some of it's the very timely, timely news. Some of it's very timeless. You can listen to episodes and hear things, you know, history and Disney music and things like that, that no matter when you listen to it, it will still be relevant. So go find that if you can. So let's get to the big news of the week, and this is something that that a lot of people have been talking about, and I want to kind of talk a little bit about this. Let's talk about the parking fees. Now, earlier this week— Disney released a memo that said they are going to be charging for parking. Let me go ahead and preface this discussion real quick. This is going to be an opinion piece. Let me just preface this by telling you the audience, telling you guys, the, the faithful audience here, the Mod Potters, that I do not work for Disney. I want to make sure you understand that. I don't get a paycheck from Disney. Uh, my travel agency or the travel agency I work for, Paradise Falls Travel Company, great agency, by the way. Not not only does do we do Disney and Universal. Um, the, there are agents there that do stuff all over the world the Royal Caribbean Viking cruises, trips to Italy uh, the Mediterranean uh, trips to South America whatever you have you know you, you want to go somewhere in the states or around the world contact Paradise Falls at travel the Paradise Falls Travel Co and we will be happy to help you out there now the travel agency gets a commission check from Disney for our work and then I get a cut of that commission check for the trips that I book because you know I'm a travel agent for Disney I'm a travel agent. That does Disney stuff, so I can't really say I'm for or with Disney. I, I work with Disney, but I don't get paid directly by Disney in terms of I'm not their employee. I'm not a cast member. I used to be one, but not now. So I say that to to preface this by, by saying that when I'm going to be critical, and I'm going to be critical for just a second here on Disney, that I'm not talking bad about my company. I love Disney, and if you listen to this podcast, if you know me, if you've ever heard of me, if you ever see my social media stuff, anything like that, you will know that I am a Disney Fan, through and through, straight up Disney fan. Um, so to know that they have raised parking, uh, raised parking, to know they have installed a parking fee at their resorts is a little unsettling to me. So here's what happened: they basically decided that parking is going to cost you money now. Um, for a value resort, you will pay thirteen dollars a night. If you are in a moderate, you will pay nineteen dollars a night, and if you are in a deluxe resort, you will pay uh twenty four dollars a night. Uh, this is not including any parking fees you may incur by parking on property, uh, by parking at the theme parks. Now, if you are an on-property guest, you don't have to pay for parking at the theme parks. Yet, um, they 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 did this, I guess, as an as an industry standard, industry standard, and it's it's true because you know most hotels, most theme park hotels, you pay for parking. You pay for parking. Universal they charge you twenty two bucks a, a pop. A car per night, regardless of whether you park at the Value Resort or the Deluxe Resort, they charge you per night. So it happens. I get it. Um there are some hotels right off Disney property. The good the good neighbor hotels, as they call them, they're the ones over there close to Disney Springs, the Best Western, the B Resort, the Hyatt, those resorts, and they charge for parking. I think I've stayed there one night, ended up paying 10-15 bucks for, for parking in my car, and I get that. That's fine. Disney. Did not charge for parking for a long time. One of the, the benefits of staying on property, you don't pay for parking. You get Fast Passes early. You get extra magic hours. You, know, you're, you have the chance to buy the dining plan. You can charge to your room. Um, you, you, know, you get to, to use the, utilize the free buses and the shuttle and the transportation and the ferries all over the property. It's great. It's wonderful. Plus, you're in that Disney bubble, which is awesome. My problem with this is that despite the fact it's an industry standard, Disney has never been about being standard. Disney has always been about being magical. They've always been about being a company that is above. Above the fray. They're the magic. They go extra to give you that little bit of magic. You go to Universal and I went to Universal. And we'll we'll get to that. But I went to Universal and you know, I loved it. It was great. And there were a few immersive moments, but I never felt like I was in that universal bubble. I never felt like I was in that universal world of just surrounded by by this 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 fantasy land, this magic or whatever. I felt like I was going from ride to ride, enjoying myself, mind you, and doing things and fun, um, but never just had this overall It's almost like when you're in a Disney park, the park itself is an attraction. The park itself is an attraction, whereas in Universal, it's not, for the most part. It's you go from attraction to attraction. At Disney World, you walk from Haunted Mansion to Peter Pan. It's like you're walking out of an attraction into a large attraction into an attraction. At Universal, if I walk out of Diagon Alley and walk over to the Shrek ride, uh, I'm walking out of a ride through an atmosphere, through an immersive experience, walking out of that through a theme park to a ride so there is a difference there so disney's never been about industry standard they've always been above that so to charge for parking i'm not even so much concerned about the parking itself i I get it it's a i think it's a money grab um i do think that they are they are trying to make more money doing certain things but i'm worried because i feel like they will follow along with other industry standards another industry standard is uh tiered tiered ticket pricing and last year they released that where certain times of the year for day tickets it's going to cost you more than other times of the year for example a magic kingdom one day only ticket may cost you 130 bucks at at christmas day whereas it would only cost you 110 or 115 uh if you want you know september the 9th or something um multi-day tickets have been the same price so if you buy a three-day ticket it's going to cost you the same on september as it would be for christmas day christmas week that is going to change Fairly soon, I'm predicting it. There's nothing official, but fairly soon that will change to multi-day, uh, tiered pricing. So what you pay for a multi-day, three-day ticket in you know on July 17th is going to be different than what you would pay on July 4th, or it's going to be different than what you pay on on you know on Christmas Day. And I almost understand that. I kind of get that. I I understand it. it's tickets. I get it, but I feel like the the step too far. Is charging for parking. And I, I really think Disney is making a, l- a huge mistake with this. A very, very big mistake because now everybody's not just saying, well, this stinks, we have to pay for parking. Now everybody's wondering, well, what's next? What's next? And what my fear is, is that resort fees are next. That a lot of resorts do resort fees. It's, hey, I got a great rate for 135 a night. That's awesome. But guess what? It's a $20 per night resort fee for this and for that. And you got to pay for parking. And I'm afraid Disney's going to do that as well. That's what I'm scared of. Um, there was a rumor last year. Well, this is not a rumor actually. They actually released a survey to a lot of guests that uh, asked them, you know, do, would you be okay with paying a resort fee if it included fast passes and your Magic Band and that kind of thing? Which opened up a whole world of discussion, a whole world of questions about what that was going to include. And the overwhelming blowback to that was like, no way, do not charge us resort fees. We already pay enough per room. We already pay enough for tickets. You know, we are we should be getting the Magic Band for free. We should be getting these things for free. Um, and it's truth. It is it is overall truth. To get those things uh, for free, you know, the magic bands and the transportation on site and that kind of thing. Parking was one of those free things, and now it's not. That's what I'm concerned about. Um, So we'll see where this goes, and I will keep you abreast of the situation as it goes. But we will see where this goes as far as Disney goes with resort fees and parking and things like that. Do I think they will charge a resort fee? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I hate to predict that. I hate to say yes because that makes me think they will do that because I think that might be the worst thing they could possibly do. I would rather pay… Instead of paying 149 a night for a value room and paying a $20 resort fee, I would almost rather pay 180 a night for a value room, um, which would be above the resort fee, and get my parking and all the resort stuff for free. Because once you break it down per cost, it's almost ridiculous how much you pay per room per night. Um, we're already paying a lot. Even though we're on site, we're already paying a lot. So Disney, please don't do this. It, uh, you know, I hope this is getting me in trouble with the powers that be. Um, but, but that's my take on the parking. I think it's a terrible mistake. It's like a terrible idea. I get it that it's industry standard. I get it they're, they're trying to pay for the Tron ride and the Ratatouille attraction and they're pumping two by the way did you know they're going to pump 2 billion dollars into Epcot 2 billion with a b 2 billion dollars into Epcot um to upgrade that park cuz apparently the the upgrade's going to go going to go past the 20 uh, 21 um you know kind of gold date for the 50th anniversary this is when most of this stuff will be done of course Star Wars will, will already be done um the Tron attraction in Magic Kingdom will be done, the Ratatouille ride in Epcot, those kind of things. Those, will, those The smaller stuff will be done. I say smaller stuff. The, the main stuff will be done, but apparently they're going to push an Epcot re, uh, renovation on into uh, 2022, maybe 2023, when you're looking at the 40th anniversary of Epcot, which should be pretty cool. So $2 billion. So back to the original subject, the parking. I get it. Disney's got to pay for this. The, the Fox deal is going to cost them you know, $55 billion. It's not signed yet and i hope they sign it soon because i do not want comcast to get that i don't want comcast to get that at all but uh but that's what it looks like is they're trying to get that signed so they're 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 signing they're they're you know they're getting they're getting money where they can which uh, the fact that they had 1.2 billion dollars of profit last year profit last year um and they need to pay their cast members more you know, and I know this sounds like I'm being completely negative on Disney. It's a business. it is a business, and they're there to make money. They're not there to make you happy. They want to make you happy, but their goal is to make money and then make you happy because they're a business. I don't fault them for that at all. I don't fault them for doing what they need to. I just wish this was not one of the things they were doing because it not only is it terrible, it looks terrible. It looks terrible to be charging parking fees because that's what everybody's asking is why you must stay on property anymore. Um, but if you want to discuss this some further please contact me magic on a dollar at gmail.com and i will be happy to get you on property we could talk about those parking fees um, march 21st is actually the, the, the shoot off date for that um, i believe that if you book a trip between now and march 21st then uh, then you will not pay parking fees well, actually the truth that's the truth you book a trip between now and March 20th you won't pay parking fees at all even if your trip's in december or whatever you won 't pay any fees march 21st and beyond you will um, considering that the projected date of this podcast dropping is probably on March twenty first. I don't know how much or no, I'm sorry, it's March twentieth. That means you have today to contact me. Uh magic on at gmail.com and I'll be happy to help you out. So let's get to universal, some more happier news. Uh I did did it sound like I was being too critical of Disney. I hope it didn't. I really do. I love Disney. I do. You know that I love Disney. I just you know, I, my love for Disney doesn't extend into Having rose-colored glasses on everything because there are things that, like anything that you love, like anything that you have fun with, anything you're 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 obsessed about, you have issues with. And I have an issue with the parking. So there you go. Um, I went to Universal last week. Let me set this up for you here, and, and we'll kind of run through some stuff real quick. We might make this a two-parter because there's a lot to get to when it comes to Universal, and I want to talk about all of it, actually. Uh, little stories here and there, but – I had a chance to go to a Toy Story Land event in uh, – in, in at the Contemporary in Walt Disney World. So it was at the Contemporary, and I was able to, to go and have dinner and kind of see a, a Toy Story preview. We didn't get to go to Toy Story Land, unfortunately. I wish we had it. That would have been nice, but – we did get to kind of get a preview of Toy Story stuff. They showed us videos. They showed us attractions. They showed us things and answered questions and so on. So It was a fun event. It was it was fine. It was good. Um, I got down there uh, and I didn't have a Disney World ticket because, regardless of what people may think, travel agents don't just have tickets flying around. I get a lot of that actually. I've actually had people ask me if I would sell them a ticket um, because as a travel agent, surely I have a drawer full of Disney World tickets. You know, it's like one of those those spy movies. Where you know you have the guy with a briefcase. He opens up the briefcase, and there's like Deutschmarks and yen and uh, euros and whatever lined up like foreign cash. And then you have like all these passports and stuff, and you have different aliases and everything. So he's ready to to shoot out of the country at any given time. It's like I, I think sometimes people think that that we as travel planners had this briefcase under our bed and we opened up and there's like lines of tickets and everything for adults and for kids. There's aliases and stuff. I can be Mickey Mouse. I can be Donald Duck or whatever. And there's Disney dollars here. There's universal cash there. There's, there's you know gift cards just lined up and I could just pull it out ready to go. And that's not how it works. I wish that's how it worked, but unfortunately it's not. So I had to go without a ticket, which is really weird because I'm actually walking past the magic kingdom three different times during this, there's this trip. And, uh, I didn't have a ticket. I'm just looking at the train station, going, I I can't, I can't go in. I can't walk in there. I can't see what's on the other side of the train station. It was kind of sad. Insert sad music here. Um, sad emoji. So no, I didn't have a ticket. What I decided to do instead of buying a ticket, I would decided I would go to Universal, and I do sell more and more Universal as time has gone by. I've done more Universal stuff, um, and so it's been really fun doing Universal stuff and uh, uh, you know selling to, to to clients and putting them in the hotels and everything and having a week at Universal and so on. But I haven't been to Universal in a very long time. I went to, to Islands of Adventure. I've been there twice actually in the last ten years. I went there the last maybe was. Seven, eight years ago, right after, um, right after Hogsmeade opened. Uh, and the last time I was at Hollywood – not Hollywood, my goodness. The last time I was at Universal Studios itself was 1993. I went with my cousin. We rode the Back to the Future ride. We rode the E.T. ride. We rode all the rides that don't exist anymore except for E.T. Um, so it was a lot of fun. We – I had I had my ticket set up and everything. I purchased my ticket, and I also purchased transportation. Uh, now, Disney transportation from the airport to the resorts and back is, is complimentary so far. Uh, Magical Express. Well, Universal doesn't have anything like that. If you're flying in and you're actually going to the parks, uh, going to the resort at Universal and back, then you have to pay for that. Likewise, they also have a service. Well, they, work, they will come p- and pick you up from your resort and take you to Universal, and they have a pickup time as well to pick you up from, from Universal and take you to your resort, which is kind of cool. It is about $35 per person round trip. But it also, and I went ahead and paid it because I didn't want to have to deal with an Uber. I didn't want to have to deal with, you know, uh, getting a taxi. I didn't want to have to rent a car or anything like that. So I just went ahead and paid it because even though it was a little pricey it's actually worth it the the expense is worth it because I didn't have to worry about any of that stuff I just you know I talked to my guy basically what you do is the way you set it up is um when you when you purchase your ticket you're given a phone number to call for quick transportation that's the name of the company you call quick transportation 48 hours ahead of time say hey quick transportation here is my my confirmation my, my confirmation number and it was like UH725 you know UHF nine zero two one 90210 whatever it is um and so I gave them that number. They, they figured out who I was and everything, and, and I just told them. I said, I'm at Pop Century, and I'd like to be picked up at 7.30, and they said, okay. And the day before, they texted me. Your driver is Mike. He will pick you up in a black van uh, with quick transportation on the front, and that's what exactly what happened. I went out there at 7.30 in the morning, and uh, I was picked up by Mike. Um, let me preface this too by, by telling you a little bit about – before I went to Universal, I was at Pop Century. This is the uh, one of my favorite value resorts, and they have done a refurb. Um, over Pop Century. They've been working on it as well, because Pop Century is like any other value. Uh, all-star movies, all-star music, all-star sports, where they have two double beds, uh, and a bathroom, and a sink, and TV, and so on, like any regular resort room. Uh, they're kind of old. They're getting old. They have been old for a while. Um, And so Pop Century has been going through a refurb. So I got to get into a Pop Century room that was refurbished. Hardwood floors, queen bed, And a Murphy bed. We pull the bed down, and you can pull the bed down out of the wall. It's a table. It's like art of animation. If you've seen pictures there, it's a table. Pull the bed down over the table. Suddenly, you have another queen bed, and I believe it's a queen. I think somebody said it might be a full, but I think it's a queen because those look a lot, a lot bigger. Um, And they have a safe, and they have instead of having a safe in the wall, they have a safe in the kind of in the dresser. You open up a a cabinet, and there's the, the safe. It's a larger safe, which is nice uh big t v the the bathroom is really cool the bathroom the the shower doors are kind of sliding doors' it's not a curtain anymore um you know the removable shower heads i mean it's really nice I loved my room at the standard room because the the Pop century is built based on decades. Uh, the fifties, the sixties, seventies, eighties, and nineties, and they all have pop culture theming to it. Like you'll see a like a big cell phone statue thing in the nineties, whereas over in the sixties there's a statue of, you know, hula hoop or something like that. I, I don't know. Whatever. I didn't see the sixties, but I didn't see that part of the sixties, but you know what I'm talking you know what I'm saying. Um pop culture y stuff. And so I had a standard room, which the standard rooms are in a lot of the buildings, most of the buildings. Uh, I usually get a preferred room because it's closer to the lobby, but they only had standard available for the preferred rooms. And I'm like, well do it. Let's take it. So I took the the refer room, got in there, went in. The room was gorgeous. I loved the room. It was so comfortable. The beds were so nice. I have now booked like six or seven Pop Century vacations since I got back from my trip last week because I keep telling people, go to Pop Century. This is where we want to go. If you go to Pop Century, it's not guaranteed you're going to get this, just so you know. Um, They haven't referred all of them yet. They're getting there. And I've heard that they're going to start on all-star movies, and so my hope is is that they're going to renovate all of the All-Stars and Pop Century completely through in the next year and a half to two years. Uh, and they need – All-Star Sports needs attention. All-Star Music needs attention. Just so you know, I've had some some rooms that walk in there, and and it's like, where am I, and I need another room. Just the advice, if you get into your room and you have a legitimate complaint, don't get in there and be like, well, I don't like the color on the walls. So I want to go somewhere else. If you have a legitimate complaint, go to the front desk, and they will do what they can to move you. They should. They've always done that for me. I have got into a Pop Century room last September, and the room smelled musty. It just smelled terrible. It smelled awful. And uh, I went and told the management. I was like, I need another room. And they said, well, would you like us to come in and clean, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, I need another room. And so they gave me another room. I've heard a horror story of somebody at Pop Century where their room smelled musty for whatever reason. The One of the managers, one of the leads came in and tried to spray air freshener in the place. It smelled like cigarettes. And the the wife was allergic to smoke. Um, so she couldn't stay there at all. So they came in and tried to spray stuff in the air and he and the husband was like, No, you're we're we're gonna move. We're gonna we're going to move resorts. We're gonna move and everything. And they did. The manager came out and apologized for that and whatever took care of it. So that is a long diatribe all the way around to tell you that I was standing out in front of Pop Century on a Tuesday morning. In the cold, and it was cold, uh, actually it was on Wednesday morning a couple of weeks ago, waiting for Mike, the the black van driver that had a quick transportation tag on the front of the van, to come pick me up, which he did right at 7.30. My goal was to go over there to get there and get my ticket ahead of time, and I wanted to get in line. I didn't know how busy the parks were going to be. I had no idea. So I wanted to get in line, and you have a confirmation number. They don't send you tickets. Universal is very sketch about sending you anything. Like You, you have to request stuff. Um it's, it's it's easy to forget universal confirmations because suddenly I look up and I'm like oh I don't have anything in universal I have to log on I have to get things sent out and whatever I have to request stuff to get sent um so I had to take my confirmation to to universal to get my ticket and they have kiosks there which are really nice they have kiosks all lined up you go there you uh you know you type in your information you type in confirmation number you answer a couple of questions and they print your ticket out for you It's awesome. I was done with it in 10 minutes. I expected it to take 30. I expected it to take 40. I didn't know how long the line would be at guest services, and I just had a kiosk, and I was done. So at 7.55 or 8 o'clock, I'm 8.10, something like that, because we had to get there, you know, through the van. Uh, I was standing in front of the gate, waiting to go in, which was awesome. Um, So I stood there for 45 minutes, waiting for them to, to, to drop the rope at Universal Studios. There are two parks at Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios, and they are they're vastly different. I, I mean, there's a lot of things that are similar, and I think there are some attractions that can go in either. But for the most part, they are different resorts. They are different, or they are different theme parks. They have different theming to it, which is pretty cool. They both have Harry Potter uh, areas. Universal Studios is the most recent one to get a Harry Potter edition. It's got Diagon Alley over in the corner. Um, Islands of Adventure has the older one, uh, Hogsmeade, which they're the one that has Hogwarts Castle. Gringotts Bank is over in in uh, a Diagon Alley, which is at Universal Studios. So we're going to talk about that first, real quick. Uh, we're going to kind of shoot through a couple things, and I think we may break in a second and kind of finish this up next week. You know what? I think here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and end this episode here uh, with me standing in front of the rope at Universal, waiting to go in. I think that's where we're going to kind of stop the episode because uh, because I'll I'll get going onto it and I'll go ride by ride things like that, and you're not going to want to hear that. You're not going to want me to break from that. And- That'll be too hard to pick up next week. So let's do that. Let's go ahead and end this show as is. Now that I've gone, uh, got you all the way up to the rope at Universal. Thank you so much for listening, again, folks. I am, I am always ecstatic and always happy that you guys download and I get a few nods here and there for people that say, "Hey, I listen to the show. I appreciate it. it sounds good. Uh, you know, you're you're my weekly Disney fix. I listen to your your Disney stuff. It makes me feel magical. I hear that and I like that. I appreciate that. If you have. Thoughts on the show, Magic on a Dollar podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Go to iTunes, review the show. You can get the episode, you can get this episode and other episodes on iTunes. Find it on Google Play and on, uh, and on Stitcher as well. Going to try to get on Spotify pretty soon so I can tell people, hey, go to Spotify. Do me a favor too. If you know somebody who likes Disney and you like this show, then tell them about the show. If you see me post about this show, if you see me post stuff about the show, then uh, do me a favor. Share that. Share Share the post. Share the post on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on, on Instagram. Tell the people and say, hey, here's a podcast. You guys should listen to it. That's how the audience grows. A big thanks to the sponsor of the show, Amy Campbell, my dear friend Amy, who runs MyResumeLady.com. She knows so much about LinkedIn. She knows so much about marketing, about website stuff um, in terms of marketing website, not building your website. That's somebody else actually, but no, she does website stuff. With with marketing and things like that, LinkedIn, she's a LinkedIn guru. Go see her. That's MyResumeLady.com or Amy at MyResumeLady.com, just like it sounds. Uh, So go find her. And the producer of the show, my good friend Clay Shaver, uh, who just celebrated a birthday last week. Happy birthday, Clay. I hope you are feeling well now that you are well into your – well, well into whatever age that you are. Let's just say that. He puts out a show every week called called The Remodeling Clay Podcast. It's a great show all about being the best version of you. Of course, this past week, talk a little bit about March Madness, which was kind of fun. a great episode. You can find that on iTunes as well. Go download his show. Tell him I said hi. I want you to contact him to tell him you love his show after you listen to this show. So once again, thank you very much for listening. And don't forget to thank a Phoenician.